Hey, welcome to the Smart, Fabulous and Single podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Ann. Today, I'm speaking with our expert about this week's topic. It's practical, it hits all the hard places and offers tips and solutions to help us move to the next level. So stick around for today's episode. And if you have any questions for our expert, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Thanks so much for joining me on the Smart, Fabulous, and Single podcast. Today, I have with me Pastor Tanya Case. Now, I know her personally. She is a wonderful woman of God. She is super smart, super talented. She is a wife, a mother of two. She is an author and a blogger. She has authored two books so far, and one of her books, Wife Material, is super duper amazing. Can I say that? Yeah, let me say that. It's super duper amazing, and it's on Amazon with her other book. And let me tell you, um, I know we're going to do that particular episode later on, but in the meantime, I think you all should grab that book, because if you're single and you don't have it and you intend to be married, you don't know nothing yet till you read the book then right? But in the meantime, today we are discussing the topic, uh, the topic around neology, you know, and this topic came up because I saw a blog written by Pastor Tanya Case, and I was blown away. I was like, hmm, am I like that? Is that me? Like, yeah, what's this meology thing about? Because based on what Pastor Tanya Case is saying, if I'm all about meology, I'm not ready for marriage. And I am so getting married this year. He is so gonna find me and I am getting married this year. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pastor Tanya is, is laughing. But thanks so much, Pastor Tanya, for joining me. And I mean... You know, much love to you because you are just so wonderful and what you have to share is so important. So let's just get straight to it. Good to be here with you. Yes, thank you so much. Singleness and meology. What, what, what? What are you talking about? Because I don't want to be that girl, you know what I mean? I want to be the right kind of girl, you know what I'm saying? So talk to me about No, I don't. What is it? Meology. Well, meology, the, the thought came to me having observed a couple of girlfriends, a couple of mentees, and being around singles. You know, my heart, I'm passionate about singles. I have, although this year I'm married for 20 years, I am passionate about singles. And, you know, when you love something, you want other persons to partake of it. Right? And that's how I feel about marriage, that it is to be had and it is to be enjoyed and it should be beautiful as, it, as God intended. So as I'm observing my friends and I started flipping back and looking at myself before I got married and I realized that the, the concept of selfishness, it has decided to partner with single people. Wow. And it is not necessarily that you are a bad person, but singleness has a way of finding um, single people. Um, selfishness, rather, has a way of finding single people because when you are single, you think about you. Who do you have to take care of? You. 
What do you think the most about? You, everything in life is about you, the way you like things, the way you do things, the way you think, the way you create your own space, the way you go about life. It's about you. It's not necessarily because you are just a bad person and you just even intend to. Most of us are not even conscious of it. And that is the big thing about neology. That you are, you have this thinking that is centered around self so much so that you don't even realize that you are under this theology. I call it meology theology because it's the way that I think. And in this whole thing, we are constantly allowing what we want to rule the day. So I know how I like my house. I know how I like my things put together. I know what I like to eat. I know where I like to go and who I want to go with, right? So everything is about me because I am single alone. I think me, you know? So as we consider marriage, however, I, I say that if marriage has an allergy, it is selfishness. Wow. Because marriage, as was said in Genesis 2, God says for this reason, well, actually Adam said for this reason, shall a man leave father, leave mother, and be joined together with one woman to become one. What is for this reason? What is this reason? Unity. So if I'm going to be all about me and he's going to be all about him, how can the two become one, Trisha? Yeah. How is that going to actually work? So if the two are to come together, there's going to be yielding. How are we going to yield if I want it my way? He wants it his way. Ah, problem, right? right, right. So that is where the whole concept of meology theology came from. That's, that's amazing how you describe the meology. By the way, love the name meology theology. I, I can immediately kind of see whether or not I fit into that concept just by the name alone. But just listening to what you just said a while ago, I started to think, okay, I'm a maturing Christian. I have been on a life restoring journey. So I've been through some things to get nasty stuff out of me, you know what I mean? And to, right. to, to mature and stuff. But I still have to ask myself because I'm certainly not perfected. Am I selfish? Am I a me person? Am I ready for marriage? I mean, is there a particular way, particular signs um, that would suggest that I'm all about me or, you know? I like to, I like to go back to the soul because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when we come out of painful situations, oftentimes we have developed some kind of defense mechanism to deal with that. And hence it gives birth to meology theology. So when I have been wounded, I have been hurt. My natural instinct is to protect myself from being hurt like that again. So defenses have gone up. I have created around my heart gates. I've, I've create, created means to protect, to go in and to not allow that to happen again. 
so oftentimes we are reacting not understanding that we it, it's not who we were so there's some healing that has to happen as we go and we gather more hurts and and sometimes our response is numbness so for a person like, like that happened to me but it's no big deal now but have you dealt with it have you gone to it and and resolved it right so if you haven't resolved the wounds the hurts that you've had over the years if you haven't gone through a process of forgiveness and letting go not just forgive but you you say you know what god bless you even as it concerns your parents the wounds that would have been put on you the things that you have been through you picked it up through a boyfriend here a boyfriend there a friend that betrayed you and it caused you to go i protect myself i will protect myself from whatever seeks to harm me to hurt me right from in the womb we are very protective of ourselves in the living womb we are protected so now when we see things that are trying to hurt us we can easily fall prey to theology theology and so you have to check what do i do when people try to come close to my soft spots what do i do am i defensive am i quick to lash out just check for those little symptoms one defensive you're defensive two you, you really created a theology i don't let people do this i don't allow myself to be this and i don't and most of these things are boundaries borders boundaries borders and you dare not cross this because i have to protect me and if you're not careful you become an idol to yourself self-idolatry so are you saying then that self-preservation can be a challenge for single women could you say that again for me is self-preservation therefore a challenge for single women particularly those who it want is. to be married it is and in order to go into a healthy courtship and i will tell you for myself i was hurt and i became very internal because i was hurt early teens just situations in my family and trauma happened and all of that i became very internal so instead of telling you what i think i would just deal with it inside i would be screaming at the top of my voice internally so when you are trying to reach me you find no emotion you find nothing i'm looking at you and if you ever know the scream the hurt the pain so when i began courting i realized that i had moments where i'm upset and he's looking at me and he doesn't know the raging storm that's inside of me and this is now my place of comfort where i go in and you can't come in there i won't let you in because you are likely going to hurt me and i can't let you into these very intimate places in my soul in my thoughts in my being i can't allow that so i have done this for so long that i i just naturally go right in and you don't know the difference because you see the shell of me talking to you you think it's okay but i had to confront it because in order for the two to become one you need to know what i'm thinking and i need to package it in a non-offensive way but i need to share it with you that's the sharing sharing that 
frees us from the, the zone that no man touches, you know? So as a single person, you have to willfully, you don't want to, it's painful, it hurts, to, to take that little steps towards bringing down those boundaries that make you go in or just protect yourself. And it might not be the way that I describe it, but you know the way in which you create around yourself these boundary lines, these, these big walls that no one can penetrate because of wounds. Question here though, is there any way that we can be practicing myology without having been hurt or traumatized at all? Um, well, our society itself encourages myology. Right. Our society, when we talk about do, let, just do you, it's permission to be as selfish as we want to be. Just do you. You know what? I'm not going to let that disturb me. I'm just going to do me. So we, the society helps us. It, it, it feeds the frenzy. It, it absolutely feeds it. That's why we run around and we do selfie. How do I look? Where here I am now, I'm, you know? So it, it becomes so me-centered, so self-centered that it helps that even if you were not naturally self selfish, if you're not thinking about it, you can be pulled in because of societal norms. You can be pulled in to just do you, do what you like, the way you like it, and everybody else just pick up, just pick up the, the, the remains. So, Let everybody else do theirs. So really if we are not careful uh we can be our worst enemy absolutely now yes here, here is another thing that i want to understand how how would meology hurt a marriage or even before you get to marriage hurt any kind of relationship how does it hurt it okay you, I, I'm going to ask you to imagine one person in your life who you consider selfish. Just consider that one person. And I know you see the face. I know you went back into a moment. I know it's clear to you. Do you want to be that person? Do you think that that person fosters strong relationships? Do you think people want to be around that person? We are made to be a community. We are made to operate in a community where I need you, you need me, I need your ideas, you need what I have, and there is to be an intermingling of gifts and talents and just personalities that make life rich because life truly is in relationship and relationship is relating. It's reaching out, it's giving off yourself, it's allowing life to flow through you. And if that, it, myology stops that. It stops you from reaching out to someone else who's going to open another door for you. But you don't understand that your yielding is going to bring somebody to where they need to go to. And in that process, what you desire is going to get met. So it's a trap, it's like a self-trap. So you don't live a fulfilled life because if you're not giving, the law of, of um, receiving is that you must give in order to receive. Neology says you keep everything. You let it be about you. You do what pleases you. And we are to do what pleases God. 
we are to, to be his image and his likeness to give because God so loved, he gave. And if anybody that you love, you give to, you give your time, you give your, your, your substance, your money, your, you give them gifts, you give them of yourself, your thoughts, you share with them. And it just allow life to flow. Now, when we talk about marriage, the enemy of marriage is selfishness. No divorce, I believe, happens if there is not selfishness. Somebody started thinking me, or two bodies started thinking me, me first. I won't lay down, I won't sacrifice for you to get to where you need to go to. I want it, I want to suit myself. But marriage is the two becoming one and you're not losing your identity. It is a mystery, it's, it's, it's a mystery, but it is absolutely beautiful when your strength, when your strength is used to assist someone else's weakness and someone else's strength, your weakness. And there is this intermingling, there is this coming together so that together you are a force in the earth and you dominate the, the sphere that God intended for you to dominate as a couple. So it, it, it requires a dying to yourself. It requires pulling back. There are things, there are times that, okay, so you are very expressive in marriage. You are in marriage and you want to express your, your thought because you are upset with your husband and he said something and you want to suit yourself because it's about you. You're going to unleash something on him that is going to cause your marriage to stagger. It is going to hit him and it's like, whoa, so wait, that's what you think. That's what you, and you are harming not just you and not just him, but you're harming the us. You're harming the unity of the marriage. So there's something that you sacrifice because of unity, because of wanting us to move together. My husband was speaking the other day and he said, there was a time where he was all over the place playing at this concert, that concert, touring here and touring there. And I would be like his backpack going along with him. And there came a time where he realized this season has ended. And now my focus is to get her going. So I get behind you and I say, go, 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 go. Do your this, do your that. So we champion each other. There's seasons where it's just not about me. It's not about what I'm doing, but I can get behind you and push you and I can help you to get to your purpose. And together we are successful because we think team instead of self, instead of me. I don't know if you've ever seen a married couple who, are, who have not come together as one. I, I spoke to one recently and I realized they've not become one, they've not. Because if you ask him, where are you going to be five years from now? Oh, I'm going to be living in that country. And you ask her, oh, I'm going to be right here. And what are your goals? Oh, I'm going to be. They are totally going in different directions. And the Bible asks the question, how can two walk together except they agree? Again, unity coming on one accord. So what is it in me that repels that? What is it in me as a single girl? I have to check myself and say, hmm. Am I self-centered? Start giving to people and you'll find out. Start pushing yourself to go beyond the limits that you have set. 
say, okay, I don't usually allow people to know what I'm thinking or how I feel about this. I don't relate to people on the job. I keep them at a distance. I don't let my friends get too close to me. I don't share my, I, I don't share my hurt with anyone because they might hurt me. If you are there, you really need to go to God and ask him to heal some wounds because you're protecting a wound. Wow. So myology is really self-protection. And, and you're saying rather than, I guess, in a light way, we're protecting ourselves. We're really just protecting wounds that are there to harm us anyway. So we're protecting the very thing that is going to harm us. Wow. Exactly. Wow. You know, here's another thought, Trisha. You know the word submit? You, you know that word that we like to hate? You know, in a marriage, when you think that the woman is to submit, if you are a myologist, submission will not be in your book. The Bible says the, the, the wife is to submit to the husband. And then it also says that we are to mutually submit to each other. I submit to where you are stronger. Myology goes against that. But if you realize that you have a man who is a man who loves you and he pour himself out for you and is committed to you. Do you think that submission is actually going to be painful? It's going to be hard? Nobody has a problem submitting to love, right? But if you have your defense up, you cannot be loved. You cannot allow someone to love you if it's all about you, and even when even you're thinking about marriage, you're thinking about what I can get from marriage. What I am going in, this is someone, he is going to do this for me, he's gonna do that for me, and I'm gonna be so loved, but what are you thinking of doing for him? How are you going to give up yourself? How are you going to help him to get to the top of his potential? How are you, how are you going to foster his purpose? How think also about others, not just what my goals are. And marriage is the place where you set aside self and you pick up us, you champion us. You don't speak certain things because you might destroy us. You're gonna hurt the team if you let your selfishness spew all over it. So we have to start by right now exercising self-control. We have to start by pulling back where we usually just unleash. Start disciplining yourself. Discipline yourself to say kind things instead of just lashing out. Hold back that word. Taste your words before you speak them. Taste them and say, hmm, how does that sound to another person? How does that affect another person? So it's really a, a process, but it's a good process. And the person who goes into marriage without being selfish, oh my goodness, you have blessed your marriage. You have done your marriage so much good. It, it is the ideal situation if you have two selfless persons coming together. And I'm not talking about persons who are all broken and, you know, no, I'm talking about whole persons, meaning that you are sound in soul, meaning that you are 
intact as from God's perspective. You have God as your source, not another person. Because if you think another person is going to suit you, is going to fill your desires, then you are going to be in trouble because no one has the ability, the potential to totally satisfy another person. It has to be that God is the source and the only one who can fulfill you. So when you and, and God are in alignment, he's going to deal with your theology. theology. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. I mean, I don't know if we really think about life like that because like you said, the world really tells us to self-preserve and to think about ourselves and to focus on how we look and to focus on how we feel and not so much focus on the other person, which right. as you've said is what marriage is about, being exactly. other-focused. Others. Right, right. Not to mention when children get in the mix. Exactly, exactly. Thank you for listening to Smart, Fabulous and Single. If you loved it, please download, subscribe, rate and share it. Then head over to our website at www.sfswoman.com to access show notes and other fantastic bonus content and resources and to sign up as a guest. You can also sign up to continue the conversation in our Facebook group. If you want to share topic ideas, email me at pod at sfswoman.com. Okay, so thanks again. And don't forget to join me for new episodes, Mondays to Fridays. You can also connect with me on FB and IG at smart, fabulous, and single. And remember, what you have on the inside of you is far greater than your circumstances, weaknesses, and fears. So you already have everything you need to live life successfully. Thank you.